We're having uh, lunch this afternoon, so this is a bag to take your leftovers home in. <laughs> well, in case you were wondering, uh, it is a, a bag to put all of your prayer requests in. Now, what we're going to do is, and I'm thankful for the song and the reading of the, um, the message behind the song about giving thanks, and how that our life is to be um, one of gratitude. And in the bag, on the bag there, it says, God, what does it say on the bag? God, you said. Now, in looking at this, uh, it would almost be like a, and I don't want it to be like, God, you said, you, you know, and you quote a scripture or something to the point that it's like, you told me it would be this way and it didn't work out. Well, Whenever we look at how the God speaks to us, he speaks to us basically in a heart of gratitude. And that if we are not willing to give thanks, basically we're not really ready to receive what God wants to do. So as we look at this, we're seeing how that God has given us provision and God has given us the ability to look at things. God has given us the ability to understand God has also given us the ability to trust and to look at how that his word speaks to our lives. Now, on the piece of paper that I handed out, everyone receive one? So these are just some scriptures that I would like, or if you would like, to write on the outside of your bag. So as you take these scripture or others, and other scriptures, and that God would we would be quoting God's word. And what we are quoting God's word is about a request that you can write on. I didn't give you three by five cards, but you can write on a piece of paper on a three by five card or something and put it inside the bag. And whenever you put your prayer request inside the bag, you can always remind yourself of what God has said and be thankful for what God has said and be thankful for the request being answered, okay? That God will bring an answer. He'll either say yes, he'll say no, or he'll say wait a while. <laughs> so whenever we're looking at this, but being grateful is understanding that God has given us his word and that his word then so affects our life that whatever we write as a request and put in the bag, that there is an answer for it. There's an answer for it. And as you look at the first few scriptures here, in uh, John chapter 1, verse uh, 9, it is the, the first three there deal with sin. The first one is, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, if we confess. Now, here we are, sometimes people, sometimes we look at life and, well, you know, I remember when, this sin, this thing that I did wrong in my life keeps popping up over and over again. So therefore, we would write on this outside of the, ver outside of the bag, if we confess, we are forgiven. So you, take, you don't have to write that sin out in longhand and put it in the bag and then somebody come along. And I didn't know you did that. <laughs> that's not what it's after, okay? It's, that's not what we're looking at, Okay. We're not saying, you know, what were you doing in my prayer bag? Well, I just was checking it out. Well, 
you know, your prayer bag is yours, but, you know, always write in code <laughs> so that God knows. You don't even have to put it in code, you know, you can tell God. But anyhow, my prayer, my sin, there it is, it's in the bag. And every time you remember, every time that thought comes to you, it isn't God who's reminding you of it. God reminds us of, our, of his forgiveness and his grace. Verse uh, Psalm 103, 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. So if God has taken our sin, and as far as the east is from the west, that's how far your sin is gone from you. And it also, there's other scriptures that talk about sin being deposited in the depths of the sea. You know, the deepest parts of the sea, and there's a big sign that says no fishing. <laughs> so you can't go fishing it out. And the third one is in uh, Acts 16:31, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Hmm. So not only are we looking at salvation for ourselves, but also for our household. And so we are believing that God is going to make a difference. So whenever we pray for people, oh, there you go. We need to pray for someone. She's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we see that God is at work in our lives and we're always on call. And uh, so we're grateful for that, even to pray or to, in an emergency, for people to respond. So we're grateful that God watches over us and is watching over the people that are in need. So every time the alarm goes off, we should pray for the people in need. Father, thank you for the person that is in need. We pray, God, that as individuals are dispatched to help them, we pray that they will be able to administer care and bring strength to that individual and to the family, we pray. Amen. So when we, when we look at these things and we begin to start understanding that this is just a miniature version of the Bible. And these are just, this is just a, you know, the, by the, um, well, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, this thing should be so covered with Scripture that we have on this page and what God has placed in your mind and what you read from your devotionals and things, you write it on there and you write them in categories and you, you know that whenever you're putting a, a need, a, something in here, you're quoting the scripture. And you're quoting the scripture because our prayers are not based upon the, the latest advertisement that we saw on TV. <laughs> Our needs are not uh, by, dictated by what we would, you know, the latest whim of our, of our flesh or whatever. Our, our needs are that we start off with salvation. We start off with needing a relationship with Christ. And give thanks with a grateful heart. You see, whenever we remember, things come up and say, well, you remember your sin well, what we do is we give thanks with a grateful heart to God for forgiving us. And the more we give thanks for our forgiveness, the greater, the, the, the lesser the impact upon our past and our failures will have upon our life. So give thanks. Um, I should have put on there, God, you said, give thanks. <laughs> that would have been an easier way to do it. But in, uh, on letter D is in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. 
For with the same measure you that with the same measure that you meter without, it shall be measured back to you again. So whenever we enter into this relationship with God, we have to be we have to be givers. Hmm. Now it doesn't mean we sign over our property to the, the local church and the pastor. <laughs> it's not what it says and it's not what it means. It, giving is an attitude of the heart. Giving is an attitude in which people around us, there's people around us in need. There are people around us that we can just, you know, pay for their lunch, pay it forward. Uh, if our, our neighbor uh, needs something done, that we just do good things without attachments. You know, we don't go over, hey, you remember when I did that for you? You owe me. <laughs> no. So we give thanks with a grateful heart. Given it shall be given unto you. So we're looking at how that we are able to give and to give of our hearts and give of our relationships. Now, whenever a farmer plants his crop, is he being selfish and looking for a harvest? No. That's what he expected whenever he gave. So whenever we give, it isn't that we're we got the strings attached, but we're expecting God to honor our gifts and, and that we are expecting God to bring blessing into our life because you can't give without being a recipient. You can't give of what you don't have. You have to give of what you've got. So whenever we are giving, we're giving of what we have in order that what we're planting might bring a greater harvest. So we see that the need of our life and the need of a farmer is planting. He's planting so that in the fall that he would reap a harvest. So in our lives, what are we doing? We're giving. So whenever we do something good, well, you know, I gave, I gave something today. And so we put it in the bag. Because God says that it will reap a harvest. I'm planting, I planted seed today. <laughs> How many in the springtime would plant a garden and say, well, God... <laughs> I'm thankful that I planted the garden, but I don't expect it'll grow. <laughs> you know, that's just not, but you see, that's not right. You would not plant a garden without expecting a harvest. You would not give without knowing that God will honor your gifts. It's just one of those things that, it's, it's the law. <laughs> the sun can't go down without it coming up the next morning. It just is a law that the, that's the, the law of the universe. And so whenever you plant, what are you going to get? You're going to get a harvest. Whatsoever a man soweth, it's not on here, but whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If I sow corn, I'm going to reap corn. If I plant tomatoes, I'm going to reap tomatoes. If I sow love and forgiveness and grace into other people, I'm going to reap love grace and forgiveness. So we see that if you want something from God, do you know what insanity is? If you don't, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> insanity is doing the same thing that you've always done and expect a different, heart and different outcome. <laughs> That's Einstein. <laughs> you know, doing the same thing you've always done and expecting something different to come of it. You know, I'm waiting for my boat to come in. Well, did you send any out? So our giving is a way in which we send out our gifts to other people. Uh, 2 Corinthians letter E, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 5. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also spare, uh, reap sparingly, and he which soweth abundantly shall reap also abundantly. 
Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. You see, the heart of the way that we give, you know, well, I'm doing this like the Pharisees. The Pharisees are the people, they stood on the street corner and they said, God, I thank you that I'm not like that wretched sinner over there. (laughs) Well, that's not the purpose of God in our heart. That we are giving from the heart that God had given to us. Just like in the Lord's Prayer a little later, that we forgive as we've been forgiven. So we give as we have been given too. You see, the, the scriptures tell us about tithing and giving. You know, that everyone is required to give the same amount, 10%. <laughs> so if I make a dollar, I'm required to give 10%. If I make 100000000 million, I'm required to give 10%. So everybody, all of us are called to give from the perspective of what we have received. And so you can't give what you don't have. And what you give, you want to give with, uh, with the correct attitude of the heart. You see, whenever we look at this in God, you said, if we have the wrong attitude of the heart, we're going to look at this and say, God, you owe me. <laughs> but if we have the right attitude, God, I'm so thankful that I have your promise to be able to take this need and give it to you. I'm, I, I'm so thankful that you promised that you would save my loved ones. So Lord, here are their names and I'm going to thank you for bringing salvation to their lives. You know, my mom always prayed for our family. And I know I've said this before, but um, it's just amazing that when she couldn't see anymore, she would lay down at night and I think she said she had over 150 people that she prayed for on her prayer list. And she had them all memorized. And every night, she would pray for these people. Now, praying is not begging. Praying is not begging. Oh, God, you know, you've done, you need to do this, and they've been so good, and they've done this and that. No. God, your word says that the prayer of faith shall heal the sick and raise them up. You see that our prayer is about faith and about believing. It's not about begging. And in the, in the scriptures, the people who begged, there was one, one situation, the person was begging Jesus to do something, and he's like, he doesn't pay attention. What's the matter? Doesn't he hear them? It's not. He heard the people who came and said, my daughter is sick. My, my servant needs your help. You see, and then... Jesus had a way of, he would approach people and he'd say, he said to the blind man, what is it that you want? Well, isn't it obvious? I want to be able to see. But Jesus had them directly speak their need. He didn't have them gravel, gravel in the dirt and, you know, you know, if you grovel enough and beg enough and, and no. None of, there was none of that. That's not what Jesus was moved by. He was moved by the faith of people that would be able to, to respond. And, and like the centurion walks right up and says, my servant is sick, speak the word, he'll be healed. Jesus said, I'll come. Guys, you don't need to come. You just speak the word and it's all taken care of. He understood that the principles of which operated in the kingdom of God were the same principles that operated with, for him in the military. The military, if you're a commander, you say it, your word is, it's, it's, it's law. So he said that to Jesus. And Jesus said, wow, I haven't seen such faith in all of Israel. So let the attitude of your heart, the purpose in your heart, let him give. 
not grudgingly or of necessity. <laughs> you know, I'm not giving grudgingly and I'm not giving out of necessity. I'm giving because I'm honoring. God, you said, if I give, you would give back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It's not grudgingly. It's not out of necessity. God, you know I need. You know, God, you better, pray, you better come through with, for this because, no. God, you said. And then the attitude of our heart. Letter F. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Do you ever question where you're at? Do you ever question why you're here? Why you're going through what you're going through? What if this is the exact place in your life and that God wanted you to be? And it's from this point and from this place, God is going to take you in your next step and your next growth in you as a person and in your spirit. You see, our... our our life is, well, our life is a journey. Our life is important to us. What we do and the decisions we make will affect our destiny, where we end up. Um, 36, almost 36 years ago, this February will be 36 years, that we came to Winber. And little did we know 36 years ago that when Rhonda would we pulled into town and uh, it was February 14th, it was Valentine's Day because Rachel took Valentine's on Valentine's Day for her first grade class. <laughs> and little did we know that at that time, coming to Wimber was going to be a place that we would be for 36 years. But it was all part of God's plan and all part of the, the process of, you know, how would I ever <laughs> write a book? You know, that's, that is so far beyond what I'd ever imagined I could do. But it's done, and, it, and it's just kind of like, you did this. You accomplished this. And so now it's a matter of, well, <laughs> you got the next obstacle is, well, nobody will really like it because I wrote it. You know, well, before it was, the doubt says, you can't write a book. You ain't that smart. Don't say anything, Ken. And so, um, <laughs> I knew what you were thinking. He ain't that smart. And I was going to have said some other people too. But, we're, you know, it's just not that way. It's just not who my makeup is. Rhonda, now, she could write a book. You know, all you smart people, you could write books. But not me. But all the years of helping to take care of people in a very difficult place of their life, set things in motion so that maybe I can help other people. So God, the steps are ordered by the Lord. Now, there were some things that happened in my life that I would have said, God, <laughs> that can't be true. Those can't be right. But now, as you look back at them, you say, oh, that's exactly what I needed to go and where I needed to be. So being thankful for where you are at gives you a different perspective of what you're experiencing. God, I don't understand this. Abraham had to wait 20, 23 years before he could have a son. And God promised him a son. But he had to be 100 years old before it would happen. <laughs> 23 years he was living on a promise. God, you said that I would have a son, that I would be the father of many nations. There's the promise. There's the need. Now I've got to wait in faith 
being thankful that God, who gives us promises, is able to fulfill them. And that no matter how long I have to wait, God, you said. And you see, we wait upon God with a grateful heart. G. 3 John 2, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. God's desire for our life is that what we have and the planting of our faith would reap faith. Sometimes, and I I think of people like in Africa and places like that, they were given seed to plant in in their gardens and in their fields. And they were so hungry, they ate the seed. And sometimes in our life, we consume what God wants us to plant, what God wants us to give to other people. And that what God gives to us is, is and, and it doesn't mean we have to, okay, God, um, God gave me $100 and I got to spend it on me. Well, no, I'm, giving, I'm going to honor God with a tithe and I'm going to give some to something else, to someone else, and I'm going to use it wisely. God can bless what we have that it goes further than what we ever expected. You see, God's blessing on our life, I said, Rhonda, you know, Rhonda's a, an expert shopper. <laughs> we, went to, she went to, we went to buy a gift, and it was, it, was, it was, you know, expensive for us. It was like 300 and some dollars for this little gift. By the time we were done, we walked out of the store for nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> But she had 40% off of this and $20 gift cards and then $10 this and another coupon. I mean, the lady, they're just, just, it was like they're subtracting all this money. By the time she was done, it was less than $200, somewhere in there. But here, it was less than half. Okay? (laughs) I can't do that. I'd walk up there, they say, how much is it? And I say, okay, you have any coupons? No, I don't know what coupons are. What do I want coupons for? You know, Rhonda's not here. She, she's the coupon person. But you see, God is able to lead us and guide us so that we get the best possible stretching of the dollar. And it's because, well, God honors our gifts. We try to do what's right by people and the gifts. You know, we can't give everything to everybody, but we give certain things in order to help them. And it's just important that we do it because it's a grateful heart. I'm grateful that we have the ability and the opportunity to give. And uh, H, I got six minutes to finish the whole thing. You know I'm not going to get there. But H, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Don't be consumed with people who don't like you. Okay? You can't make everybody happy. Jesus was the perfect person and they crucified him. So there are people who are not going to understand you. There are people who are not going to like you for whatever reason. It's just their nature. And some people's nature, especially if you're a godly person, some people's nature that is against God and anti-God, they're going to dislike you because the spirit in you is at war with the spirit in them. So what are we going to do for them? We're going to pray for them and put them in God's hands and God will take care of it. 
But that doesn't mean we become distracted. God will take what they do will not prosper. What you do will reap a harvest. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are some things in our life we were never meant to do. I took a lesson on brain surgery and it was three easy lessons on brain surgery and I set up my office. I'm an MD and anybody need brain surgery just come see me. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) You could tell. Because you know I'm no brain surgeon. Why? I was never trained for it. That doesn't mean I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be a brain surgeon. No, you can't. (laughs) You know, you're not, you don't have the skills and the training and everything else. I can't do brain surgery. But there are things I can do. And I can do things, and there are some things that stretch me. Like I said, the book, that's a big stretch. That is, that is, you know, and every time I look at it, it's like I'm reminded, (laughs) God, you said I could do this. And eventually it came to pass. And you said, and you see what happens is we begin to look at things expectantly and thankfully. Write that on your notes, expectantly and thankfully. I expect there to be an answer. And I am thankful for the process. I, I said that, I can do all things. J, Luke 1.37. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And what is the key word here? Nothing. With God, nothing is impossible. God wants us, what are the desires of your heart? Not everybody is going to support your desires. Not everybody is going to like what you think is important to you. But you know what? Nothing is impossible with God, so bring it to the Lord. The next one here, Romans 8. For I am persuaded... You see, we are persuaded that God is going to take care of us and that nothing is impossible, so why do we write things off as impossible? Let God tell you that it's impossible. David, that's not where I want you to go. Okay. All right? The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That's not on your path, so don't go there. But what's on your path and the obstacles that are in front of you, nothing is impossible with God. It is not impossible for you to write a book. It's not impossible for you to find someone to edit it. It's not impossible for you to find a publisher. It's not impossible for you to have a website built so that would talk about... You see, these things are far beyond what I ever thought or ever dreamt were, were possible. You go on the website and it's like, my goodness, this is really nice. <laughs> I couldn't have done that, because, but somebody else did. It happened. And so I use that only as a a challenge for all of us that God can answer your prayers and your dreams. Nothing is impossible. Then verse 838, for I am persuaded that neither death nor nothing, whenever you feel like you're all alone, nothing can ever take you out of the hands of God. Nothing. Life or death. Principalities, powers. Nothing. Nothing. Ephesians 5.20, letter L. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks. 
because being thankful will help you see things differently. When we think that it is a problem, that it is overwhelming, that it will never be any good, that's what we see. But whenever we say, God, I don't understand it, but I give thanks to you because you are greater than this need, you are greater than this problem, help me to see it more clearly. Help me to be open. Help me to understand. Help me to do the right things for the right reasons. God, work in me. Give thanks. M, there hath no temptation <laughs> taking you but such as common to man. Don't think that you're, so, you're the only person in the world that's ever had this problem. Don't think that no one else besides you has ever entered into this arena. It's not true. <laughs> We're not that special. You see, there's no temptation can overtake us, but such is common. With every temptation, there is a way of escape. Flee from it. Joseph, whenever he was framed by Potiphar's wife, he left his coat and he ran away. You see, he had, there was an escape for him. It meant his imprisonment, but his imprisonment brought him to second in command of Egypt. His fleeing from his sin seemingly was a road that led him to prison, which was a downfall, but it was exactly where he needed to be in order to reach the palace. In everything, give thanks. M, after this manner, therefore pray. When we pray, honor God. Don't use God's name in vain. Don't curse the name of Jesus. Don't associate anything holy with something that is unholy. Hallowed be your name. May, the, may God's name be revered in our hearts, our lips, and our mind. When people curse and they use the name of God in vain, it's like an, it's an irritant and we pray for them. We pray that God would bind that spirit in them and we pray that the blessing of God would be upon them and that God would challenge them. Put them in God's hands. There's nothing bothers me so much as when people take the name of God in vain because they don't understand what they are saying. <laughs> Someday they're going to stand before God and every thought and every spoken word that they have belittled God with is going to come before them and they are going to be in deep trouble. <laughs> so pray for them that they would see the God that they speak of. All things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Believe. If you're going to ask for it, put it in here and believe for it. Does it mean you're going to get it? It says here you shall receive, but if it's not God, know that this isn't what you need. But God is going to let you know what you need and what you don't need. James, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Um, God wants us to pray for those. If any of you are sick, anyone sick among you, let them pray. Prayer of faith shall save them, heal them, bring the rest, restore them. Colossians, continue in prayer and watch with the same in thanksgiving. When we pray, give thanks. <laughs> give thanks. Give thanks. Do you see the, the, the consistency throughout all of this? Because a thankful heart is a receptive heart. A, a belittling, degrading, demeaning heart is already full of anger, of bitterness. A thankful heart is one that is open and receptive. Q, rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, 
Let that mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Be willing to receive and continue to pray. God, I thank you for this need that is in my life. And I'm not begging, I'm just remembering. It's in the book, it's in the bag. And God, I'm praying for it to happen. Give thanks. And of course, Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be happy. You got one shot at that. So why not accept it? Rejoice in God, knowing that God is going to see you through. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. When you look at something, approach it with the perspective of, I'm, we're going to do this, and we can make this. But I'm going to be thankful, I'm going to ask God about it, and I'm going to approach it like I'm going to conquer it. Verse 7, and the peace of God which passes all understanding, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be upset, I'm not going to lose my peace. God is with me. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report, if there be any virtue, any praise, think on these things. Do not fill your mind with garbage. You fill your mind with garbage, (laughs) it stinks. Garbage decays. What you're building your life on will live for an eternity. Don't put garbage in your brain. Somebody else's garbage, don't let other people dump their garbage in your house. <laughs> you wouldn't let them bring the garbage from all the neighborhood and dump into, the, into your living room. Don't let it go into your mind and into your, into your heart, through your ears and your eyes. Don't let garbage in. So, God said, God, you said, you see, Write down the scriptures. You said that the preacher would stop in time for us to have lunch. (laughs) Let's stand. (laughs) (laughs) But you see, it doesn't you don't have to be the most intelligent person on the planet. You don't have to be the most gifted person in the planet. We just have to be one who is willing to allow God to speak to our hearts and we take our prayers and put them in the bag, and we write the scripture on the front, and we give thanks to God for his word that comforts our hearts and helps us, and helps us to understand nothing is impossible with God. Amen? Thank you, Father, that it's in the bag. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that your word is in our hearts. And in our hearts, Lord, we look to you to help us through each difficulty, through each day, through each problem we give to you, O Lord, with thanks that you will take care of us. Amen? God bless you. Go downstairs and eat. It's in the bag. Lots of food.